Hi everyone, welcome back to A Kitchen Table Moment. I'm Aaliyah. I'm Emma. And this week it is, if you're listening to this on the day it came out, it's actually Christmas Eve. Can you believe it's Christmas, like the week of Christmas? Because I can't. No, absolutely not. We're recording this a couple days before, but it's just crazy that Christmas is on Friday. Like, it doesn't feel like it. I know. We still haven't even put ornaments on my tree yet because we're just we're busy we're doing stuff we're trying to get ready to like I don't know get gifts and wrap them and it's just it's too much so this week we well first off we wanted to wish everyone a happy holidays merry Christmas Eve Kwanzaa's coming up in a couple days if you celebrate so hopefully the holiday season is treating you well even though it's a sad time in the world right now yeah, it's definitely strange. Gonna keep it quiet with just me and my parents, but you know, it's kind of nice to have the holiday season, I guess. It brings a little bit of joy right now. Yeah, it's a little bit of hope that I feel like we definitely need. So this week we decided, so next week we're not gonna have an episode. We're taking a little break for New Year's Eve. So we decided that this week we would do our big year in review episode. And it's exciting because we're going to break it down month by month and it's just going to be so funny to compare January versus December in terms of 2020. I know 2020 for both of us started out at such a high point and obviously things went drastically wrong. So (laughs) we're ending 2020 in a very different place than we thought we would be. So crazy. I know because for myself for January, that's when I first left for Scotland. But it is funny to think my first memory of this year. Do you remember when Trump did the drone strike on Soleimani? I still can't. That's kind of a sour note, but it's still crazy that this was this year. But anyways, on a high note, yes, I started my study abroad in January. That was very exciting. That's very fun. I also started my study abroad in January, but it was the very end of January, like almost February. So I actually, the thing that sticks out of my January is visiting my aunt on the East Coast and we had a lot of fun and it was just a lot of like nerves going into study abroad, but also a lot of excitement because I was like, this is sort of my chance to start over for the next six months. Yeah, and I remember I started classes really early. I think I started January 11th, so I was in class pretty quickly, and I remember just seeing all of our Chapman friends or even you studying abroad somewhere so different from me that no one was going to school until February. I'm like four weeks in. Yeah, that was crazy. I know. My classes didn't actually start till February, so it was pretty weird to see you already like full force in classes yeah it was a bit of a nightmare at first I was not used to that because usually it's like inner term or something more low-key at Chapman all of a sudden I'm like reading books (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, so for February that's when I actually got to Cape Town so I was really settling in making new friends and I was definitely very like outside of my comfort zone but also very excited it was just such a new place a new culture and there was just a lot of possibility and like just creating a lot of plans for my next five months there and it was just a very exciting but scary time. Yeah definitely I was already so deep into Scotland that at that point it was starting to feel so comfortable and normal although what I do really remember is being alone on Valentine's Day and me and my friend Bentley going to a dessert bar somewhere in Glasgow and eating a bunch of dessert So it was a pretty great Valentine's Day. Yeah, my girlfriends and I in Cape Town also did that. We went to this really nice Mexican restaurant and got chocolate lava cake, and it was a lot of fun. So February was a great month. I feel like we were both, like, thriving. 
Oh, totally. I was like playing soccer and I was taking my classes. I was making friends. I'm going to flat parties and doing pub quizzes. I really, I think February was definitely the best month of the year for me. Yeah, I would say like for me, it was mid-February to like the first couple weeks of March before we knew we had to go back. It was like those are the peak times of our lives this year. It's so weird. In retrospect, it just does not feel like that should have happened this year. It feels like that should have been 2019 when things were just so promising. Yeah, I, I can't believe that that was like not even a year ago. Like, it just feels like a totally different life. Oh, yeah. I'll just look at photos on my phone back from those days, and I'm like, hmm, I look happy. See, now March is very important because March is my birthday. Specifically, it's March 13th, which is now notoriously the day that America started to, like, shut down because of COVID. So while I was in Glasgow celebrating my 20th birthday, I was getting ramen and going to a bar that had uh, white Russians that I really like and going to a club. America was really starting to shut down a bit. I also knew I had to leave Scotland at this point because of COVID, but I was really thriving on my 20th birthday. Like the first couple weeks of March, I was just vibing in a different realm that I don't think I'll ever go back to. I was so happy. Yeah, for me, the first few weeks of March were like my favorite times in Cape Town. It was so much fun. We'd gotten to the point where we were like really getting super comfortable and just did so many fun things. And there was always like the sense of impact pending doom in the back of my mind because we were just constantly like reading headlines and just like a lot of like my friends in Europe like you were getting sent home and I was like the virus hasn't reached South Africa yet but like come on like it's gonna happen but the first few weeks were truly amazing but then what was the second half of March like for you? It was just so weird. So I found out, I think the day before my birthday that we had to go home and that was obviously stressful, scheduling flights. My parents put off my flight a couple days so I didn't have to be stuck in the rush of people flooding to the airports and that kind of stuff. So I think I left March 17th and then I got home and it was so weird to A, just be at home all the time, especially I'm usually in college, I'm 20 now. It felt like high school, but in a very contained way. Oh my God, I just had, so University of Glasgow canceled final exams if you were in a year one or year two class, which is what I was taking because I was a sophomore. So I had no exams. I had to finish up the script for one class and then submit it and I was done. So by the time March ended, I was done with school. So all I had to do was what? Sit at home, reach out to friends. I just watched like copious amounts of television. But yeah, definitely strange. And I think while it was stressful leaving, it's easy. You just go Scotland, Ireland, you're home. Whereas you had to go all the way from South Africa back to Oregon. You couldn't even go to the East Coast. No, you have to go all the way across America. So that's just a type of stress I don't even think I could have handled. Yeah, it was, I've literally never been so like stressed out in my life. I feel like there's so few people in this in the world that will have like that experience that I did trying to get all the way from Cape Town to Oregon during like a global pandemic that we didn't really understand yet. And it was so stressful. And I remember when I first found out, I was like really stressed out and like trying to get flights out. And my family was just making things really stressful and it was really hard. But then as soon as I like got to the airport and was like starting my long days going home, I just felt so numb to it at that point. I was like, I literally like do not care what happens. Like nothing, like if I get stuck in a country, like I'll, 
figure it out. Like nothing is really that, Im- I don't know, nothing felt really that important. It was so weird. Everything felt so numb. And then when I got home, I was like, it was just so weird. It was like very eerie. And just to like be in like my parents' house that I'd really never spent more than like a couple weeks in and just being there for months. And it just felt so, I don't know, it, it felt like it was like not real. I feel like for the first like month or two, I was like, felt like I was in some sort of like simulation or something. I know, it felt like the twilight zone, especially because in the beginning, people were so scared to go outside, outside of, you know, going to the grocery store or something really crucial. People just stayed home, which is what we need again. But back then, people were really scared. And it was just so weird to go outside and there's no one, no one walking, no cars. It's like, am I in an episode of something here? It was crazy. Yeah. And then going into April, I feel like it only really got worse especially in the United States, I feel like, so I was still trying to do Zoom school and like Cape Town had gone into lockdown. So they had like closed school for like four weeks or so. So they were trying to like pick back up and it just all felt so pointless to me. I was like, why do I have to take these stupid classes that I honestly really only took because I was in Cape Town and it was, it made me so mad. And I was like trying to fill my time doing stuff. And I was like, it just all felt so pointless. I feel like April I feel like the end of March and April were like the worst points of my year. Like they were so bad. I was like, I hate my life. Yeah, the one advantage I had of going to school so much earlier in the year than anyone else is that the reason why Glasgow could get away with canceling exams is we only had a week or two of school left before everything shut down. So I could just be done with it and I didn't have to deal with that. Because I mean, that's the point of studying abroad and taking these classes. You want to be there to take them and not do them online. Honestly, I'm trying to think of a clear memory from April, and I have nothing. I mean, I was just at home. Like, my dad went out for everything, so. Yeah, my, yeah, my April sort of just blurred with my March and, like, beginning of May. It was such a weird time. Like, time didn't even feel real. And it's so strange to think of what would have happened if the pandemic didn't occur, because obviously I still would have been studying abroad. I was supposed to be going to Australia for a majority of the months of April because Glasgow has a very long spring break. And that's just so weird to think like I was supposed to be not only in Scotland, but Australia this year. And yet, where am I now? I'm in my childhood bedroom again, obviously, because it's winter break, but it's still just sad. (laughs) Yeah, it's so sad. Alrighty. So May, how was your May? Oh my God. What happened in May? I guess the good part of May was that People, most people, like friends I have nearby, their school year was starting to wrap up so we could socially distance. I don't even know what happened in May. I guess me and Aaliyah were planning to find a house (laughs) in Orange. That's like the only thing I can really remember. I was trying to find an internship. I guess weren't we all internships? That was on my mind. Yeah, I think in May I... Did I start one of my internships or like almost started one of my internships? But yeah, I was just trying to keep myself busy with a lot of stuff. I feel like I broke up with my boyfriend in May. So that was a, (laughs) that's a pivotal point of my year. May, I was finally like, I'm done. Like the second half of May, I was like, I'm done like wallowing in my pity. Like, obviously I'm still sad. And I felt like, sorry for myself, obviously, like who wouldn't like you miss out on like what's supposed to be like the best six months of your life or whatever. But I was like, there's no point. Like I can't control it. I just need to move on. So I made a lot of emotional and mental changes in May. Definitely. That's awesome. Lots of growth. I do remember coming home immediately in March and I thought the pandemic might clear up a bit by May. I was planning 
to drive down to Baltimore to see my friend Bentley, who I met study abroad, and she actually goes to Chapman. I was like, I'm going to go to Baltimore. It's going to be awesome. And then May hit, and May was even worse than the months before. So yeah, you just can't win. (laughs) You really can't. I mean, it was so weird, especially going into Connecticut, because Connecticut is so close to New York City, which was the epicenter of America, that Connecticut in particular was like, you can't leave your house. Please don't leave your house. I guess by June, maybe I left my house. And it was so, it's just sad all the time. Everything was sad. It's still sad. But I think then in particular, it was so lonely, that stretch of March through May slash June. Yeah. So for me in June, I moved back to Orange. So that was like a little bright point. So I was like, I'm finally like getting out of Oregon, out of my parents' house in the middle of nowhere. So it seemed like there was like some hope and the pandemic was getting a little bit better things sort of started to like open back up a little bit on the west coast so june was like a little bit of hope yeah definitely i started my two internships in june and that was definitely a bright spot to have something to look forward to every day it's interesting how much you miss having a schedule until it's gone i think that's a big thing that people have struggled with the pandemic is no structure and routine and i that was really hitting me. I mean, I didn't have to wake up till 11 or noon because there's nothing going on. And then finally with an internship, I'm like, oh, I have purpose in my life. Yeah, definitely. Now, July is when I moved to Orange. I pushed it off a little bit longer than Aaliyah in Paris. I don't know why. I think I was just enjoying being at home for a little bit and having my parents cook for me. But I finally made it to Orange and it was so fun. Obviously, back with my friends. That was The one sad thing about studying abroad is I remember saying goodbye to Aaliyah and our friends in December. And I'm like, I'm not going to see you guys for some time. So when we could actually reunite, that was nice. Yeah, that was definitely nice. I feel like July was one of the brighter points of the whole quarantine year because I got a new job, which was exciting. And you were back in our house in Orange. Not back. You moved back to Orange, but our new house. And I feel like for the most part, we did a lot of fun things in the summer and like made the most of our summer (laughs) as much as we could. Honestly, we did. We would go hiking. We went to the beach. We tried out coffee shops, I guess. Me and Paris went on our dating apps binge, which didn't turn out well for me, but that's okay. And you're right, July, next to like being at studying abroad and life was good then, July was pretty solid for us. Yeah, I would agree. Alrighty, August. So August was our last month of summer. And I feel like at that point, we were still pretty hopeful for the semester because I'd been hearing things from professors because COVID was getting better at that point. So it was like, oh, maybe we can go back in person like mid end of October. Productions can start back up. There was still, I feel like a lot of hope. And then school actually did start at the end of August, but not in person. Yeah, I was definitely, I do think I was shocked at first when I realized we had to be online for the fall. Of course, now in retrospect, it doesn't seem shocking, but I do remember I thought Chapman's small, they can kind of regulate things, maybe we can get away with it, some hybrid version. And then as things started to get worse as August progressed, I was like, well, there that goes. Yeah, it was, it's interesting how I feel like in... March we were like okay things will hopefully be better by August like we'll get to go back to school like it's the end of August everything will be fine (laughs) we were so wrong we were so wrong I think my most defining point in August was probably that guy I was seeing that I had to break up with because he started to get creepy and gaslighty that was a growth moment I find I saw what I didn't want in a boyfriend (laughs) yeah you definitely learned 
I learned don't be with a man who constantly pesters you and asks why you won't spend time with him and not only texts you this, but starts to message you on Instagram and doesn't leave you alone. Oh, and called me. If you're a guy who's listening to this, if a girl doesn't reply to your text right away, there's a reason. And if you continue to badger her, it's scary. It just comes across as scary. Yeah, like that's no way to get a girl. So yeah, I broke up with him. And you know what? It was very freeing. (laughs) (laughs) That was a defining moment of that month for sure. Definitely. And then so moving on to September, we're in school, online school. Now you had known what online school was like because you were still in school in April and May. I had never done Zoom school before. Wasn't really enjoying it, I would say. It was fine. It wasn't the best. See, I only had two Zoom meetings that I had to be in my previous semester, so I hadn't done Zoom school really either. It was a lot, and at first, I feel like professors really like tried to put their heart in it. They're like, this is what we have to do, but we're going to try and make it work. So for me, I feel like September kind of like passed in a blur. Like it was there and then suddenly it was gone. Oh my God. I know. I can't even remember anything about September. I got a job at Chapman. That's the only thing I can recall. Other than that, it was like, we're in school. Maybe we'll go back in person. Maybe not. Chapman did end up trying hybrid for a couple weeks, but by then it was choice. And I want to say maybe 5% of the Chapman population elected to ever step foot on campus. Yeah, that leads us into October, because I'm pretty sure campus opened back up at the end of October is when we got to go back onto campus. And I decided to go for one of my classes. It was like optional. And we were in like our theater in Dodge. So it was huge. And so my friend and I went for one class just to go back in Dodge, because I literally hadn't been in it since December. So I was like, I want to go back in, like, it'll make me happy. I know it will. And so we went for one class and it was just me, my friend, my professor in this giant, giant theater. So we were like, yeah, this is dumb. We'll just do go back over Zoom. But it was nice to like go in person to just like feel like school was kind of happening. I don't know. Yeah, definitely fingers crossed that spring is potentially like that. Um, Still know about that one. I know for me, the only things I remember about October is a Halloween That was pretty fun. It was sad, though, because we left out a bowl of candy in case any kids came by. We left out hand sanitizer. It was, like, uh, pretty safe and well set up. We had two kids come. It was pretty sad because we, like, live in the perfect neighborhood with, like, a bunch of little kids. So, like, potentially we could have a lot of trick-or-treaters. But obviously with COVID, parents don't want their kids going out. And so we had our neighbors come and get candy from us. They were very cute. Me, Aaliyah, and Paris dressed up as dating apps and we matched and that was fun. That was really fun. We literally like DIY'd them the night before and that was a lot of fun, us just painting them over and over again. That was definitely great. Now, November, obviously it was only last month, so we remember it well, but November, the election, this kind of bleeds into October as well because everything was leading up. But God, I do think the election is the most defining point of this year for me outside of getting kicked out from study abroad. Definitely. The election and just the anxiety that came with that entire like week and weekend and like the sort of sense of relief we felt on that Saturday. It was a Saturday, right? Yeah. Literally the hours and hours we spent staring at Steve Kornacki. Yeah, I know. As you could tell from listening to prior episodes, me and Aaliyah like politics. I mean, I guess like is a loose term. We care about it and we're invested. We talk about it a lot. So it did feel like the years of our friendship had really led to this moment of us watching and following election week coverage. 
Yeah, we would lie on the couch until like three in the morning waiting for like Maricopa County to get their votes in and just, man, I'm never forgetting that. I will never forget that. And I slept so little. I literally think I'm still catching up on sleep. I have been sleeping so much since I've come home from winter break. Like I do think that election week ruined me a little bit, but it was really cool to see some pivotal moments. I mean, we watch various states turn blue. I was awake in time to see Biden get called. Like it is kind of cool to know when and where we were when this massive moment happened. Yeah, it's, and obviously Once that was announced, like, it doesn't immediately make things better, but we did sort of end November with a little bit more hope, but then COVID started getting worse again, so it's like, you truly can't win in this world right now. I know. I do remember my dad recently breaking the news to me that Southern California has hit zero capacity for the ICU, and it's just so upsetting because you know, you'd think we'd move on from the worst of it only to realize we're, we're in the worst of it. It's never been worse than it is now. Exactly. And just with the holidays, like with Thanksgiving in November, a lot of people were meeting up in big groups with families and obviously now with Christmas and stuff coming and Hanukkah and all that, it just seems like people still will not listen and put like this one giant family celebration on hold for like one year. Yeah, we already canceled all of our Christmas Eve plans, our Christmas plans, just to be me and my parents, because it's what's wise and what's safe. And of course, it's sad, but it's more sad to think of, you know, someone might not get a next Christmas if you don't follow these practices. Exactly. So yeah, November, November is a very pivotal month, I feel like, of this year as well. Just a lot happened. Yeah, definitely. What was the month that um, RBG passed away? Was that October? I think it was end of mid of October because it was before the election, but it was not that far from the election. Yeah, that's another moment that I think will stand out to me this year. It never, the obviously the election always felt crucial, but that was definitely one moment. I remember just walking to Aaliyah's room and being like, "This is crazy." <laughs> yeah, it felt. I I feel like in that moment I had really not felt that hopeless in like a long time. I felt like there was like no hope because the election hadn't happened yet. And it just seemed like the world was just never like never ending brokenness. Yeah, definitely. And it's strange looking into the next year with 2021, because obviously with a new year, there's new hope. But I think people are really trying to retract that kind of hopefulness until we all get the vaccine. It's kind of, it's hard to get ahead of ourselves. Definitely. So I guess that brings us to December, which is this month. It's a very interesting month because as we were talking about, COVID is worse than ever, but we now have multiple vaccines that have been approved and they're being given to hundreds of thousands of people. And there is some sense of hope right now. That is very true. And it is It is nice to maybe take solace in the small things right now. Like I'm back in Connecticut. We had a nice snowstorm. I look outside. It's beautiful and it's blanketed with snow. And there's something kind of nice in that. Like it's winter. I'm with my parents. In light of everything that goes on, at least there's that kind of constant. Definitely. And as we talked about in our previous episodes, my birthday was a few weeks ago. And my 21st birthday, I never imagined it to ever be like it was. But obviously, like it was still a lot of fun and we really made the most of it. And it just 
it really made me so thankful for, like you said, the small things, the fact that I was able to have, I mean, some sort of celebration for my birthday because in these times, we're just thankful to be alive, honestly. Honestly. But it is strange to think in retrospect, as much as the year has been bad, I will say personally, I think I've had some great moments, whether it was school or with friends and reconnecting with people, that it's all, it almost makes me selfish to think I've had a good year personally when a lot of people haven't. And I, so it's kind of, it's at odds with one another. Yeah, I, I feel that way as well. My 2019 was not, definitely not a good year for me. And there was just a lot going on in my life that just seemed to really suck. So I was like, okay, 2020 is going to be a lot better. It's just, there's so much possibility. Like I'm going to be studying abroad. And like, obviously, even though all of that happened and like the pandemic and just so much sadness and devastation, I feel like I've had a lot of like emotional and mental growth this year that really would not have happened without the pandemic, which is interesting. I know it's so weird to think. And obviously the one thing I cherish is living with Aaliyah and Paris and our little family unit that we have in our house. And there's something to be said about being cooped up with people and just getting to be closer with them than you'd ever imagine. Definitely. I feel like 2020 is just a year of like building relationships with other people and really like valuing them because like at the end of the day, that's like really all we have. Yeah, really. And then I guess looking to 2021, do you have the ever popular New Year's resolution or is it more or less just trying to hope for a good year? I never make New Year's resolutions. I don't really like believe in them. I don't know. I think it's kind of dumb. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not really trying to be too hopeful for us having an amazing 2021, but I am hopeful that we can sort of move past this pandemic. Obviously we're not going to like move past it and ever forget about it because so many people lost their lives and it's so devastating. It's just really caused so much havoc and sadness, but I'm hoping that we can maybe at the end of 2021, get to a more normal-ish world. Definitely. I think I'm not even looking forward to New Year's Eve. I think what will start changing the tides will be Inauguration Day. I do think I am looking forward to that. Yes, that is going to be a big day. And it is sad that people can't gather to celebrate his inauguration because it's the end of a terrible four years. And I think America could really use a celebration but obviously that's not safe and we just have to celebrate in our houses but obviously Biden as we've said many times before is not the end-all be-all he's not going to make everything better but I think that inauguration day is going to be a really big day for our country you know it is interesting the whole concept of well Trump made a thing the crowd size at inauguration day I do you even think they'll let people watch Biden speak I don't know. I think that maybe they'll have like socially distanced like friends and family, but I don't know if they'll allow the public. I really don't know. It's definitely going to be an interesting sight of this new administration, new hope for America, but the whole uh, grand picture of it will be Biden standing alone at this podium while everyone's wearing masks and there's not millions of people flooding. It's sad that Biden has to have like this inauguration because because of Trump. Like it's Trump's four years and particularly Trump's last year that really 
did this to us. Ooh, it's going to be interesting. I think this is the one pod, like one podcast episode in particular I'm going to look back on it and listen to. And, but hopefully in a couple years down the line, I can listen back and be like, wow, we really endured something, but at least we made it through. I know it is crazy. It is crazy to like look back on our year because so much happened. Like this is such a pivotal year in history and specifically American history. The fact that we're like 20, 21 years old and living through this, like it's going to be very interesting to look back on even potentially in like 2022. Yeah, really. I know. I think the world will be a very different place in 2022, which is exciting. At least it's funny to think of normalcy as something new and something to look forward to. Yeah, the day that we can like go back to the movie theaters or like sit in a coffee shop without worry is just going to be such a good day. Oh, I'm looking forward to that coffee shop. I do miss writing essays in a coffee shop very much. All right. Well, I feel like that kind of wraps up our episode. We have made it through almost six months of our podcast. That's crazy. Talk about one good thing that has come out of the pandemic because me and Ali have always said, we'll do a podcast, we'll do a podcast. But, you know, being at home, it's like, no, you can actually do the podcast. Exactly. And I think, like you said, we'll look back on these episodes a lot in the future and, you know, we'll see what we were doing when we were in college during a pandemic. Yeah, really. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yes, thank you guys for listening. We hope you have a very happy holidays. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, our handle is at AKTM Podcast. We wish you a very happy holidays and a happy new year. It's crazy to think that the next time we'll be speaking, it'll be 2021. Yes, that is crazy. Wow. Well, you guys will hear from us in two weeks. Alrighty, bye guys. Bye.